Welcome to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. I'm your host and the president of IAW, Megan Bizzuto. This show features amazing women from the IAW community who are climbing the corporate ladder and taking their communities with them. Are you ready to be inspired? Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to Unlimited Horizons by the International Association of Women or IAW. My name is Megan Bizzuto. I am the president of IAW and your host for today's podcast episode. I'm so excited to welcome one of our influencer members today. Um, Tammy Patterson is located in Napa, California and is the founder and owner of Nova Tax Consultants, a tax preparation service for individuals, small business owners, in fact, all their tax preparers on staff are CTEC certified and participate in the IRS annual filing season program. They have CPAs available. You can drop off your taxes. You can stop it and visit them. If you have questions about how all the tax changes are going to affect you, you can call them. You can email them. They offer no-fee consultations. Tammy's here today to talk to us about her journey as an entrepreneur, why she opened her own tax consultant business, and how that's been going. Tammy, welcome and thank you for being here today. Tell me about when you started, you never wanted to own your own business or open no, your own business. No, I didn't. I, I did not want to open a, a tax office. I wanted to go to work for somebody else. I grew up in a grocery store. My parents worked all the time in Brooklyn. I did not want to do that. I wanted to go to work for someone else, nine to five, come home and be done with it. And my husband said, no, Tammy, they're all dying and retiring. I said, that's so mean. Well, the first year that I opened, we lost four um, tax people, CPAs and tax professionals that had passed away. The next year we lost about seven. Then the pandemic hit. And everybody closed shop and started to go home and work from home. And they couldn't fit as many clients. So they were turning clients away. And all this time, it's like exploding. Because like the first year, I um I opened in August of 2018 to be ready for 2019. And it was just me, another woman, and two part-timers and a front desk. And the following year, we had to hire more people. And the following year, the third year, we said, okay, we have to do something different. So we started looking to, for a, a second location. And the lady that owns the building said, well, why don't we just do another office upstairs for you if you just need more desk space? So, okay, so we did that. So this year we had two offices. And here we go again. It's like insane growth. Um, we we were already done what we did for the whole year last year between January 1st and April 18th. Wow. It wow. Was insane. So you're seeing massive growth, which is amazing. Um, right. So I want to backtrack just a moment and do our introduction. Um, so I'm talking today with Tammy Patterson, the owner of Nova Tax Consultant. Tammy is located in the California area. Tammy, can you share a quick introduction with us? Tell us how you got into taxes and your background. I actually was a real estate agent and I got very ill and they said, go home, sit down and shut up. As a woman from Brooklyn, New York, that's Hispanic, Puerto Rican, none of those things line up with who we are. We talk and talk and talk. So um, I was bored. I was stuck at home. And everybody always told me, 
you should take a tax course because I've always helped people do their taxes. I always did my own and then I'd go somewhere else and make sure they checked them. And I, um, I was so bored. I took the course and I found out, you know, I can help more people behind a tax desk than I can selling real estate in California. I know that probably sounds crazy because everybody thinks realtors make tons of money when a lot of them do, but it wasn't me. I'd rather help normal families. And so I went to work for another company and I was with them for about four years. And then that's when my husband and I determined that I needed to do something different. And he determined it meant I needed to go into business for myself. (laughs) So that's how I ended up here. But how has that journey, how, how did you feel going into business for yourself? Was it, did it come naturally or has it been kind of an evolution of challenges? I'd love to hear that, that decision in the process. I've always been self-employed, whether it was when I was a single mom with four little kids and I sold Tupperware, whether it was, you know, having my real estate license, whether I was 1099 by um, a closet company that I worked for. I've always been kind of self-employed. So I've always kind of never had a problem with working for myself, but working as an owner of a business that had a location and staff and utilities to pay that weren't inside of my home and actually like a physical spot away from home that was mine to manage. And that was scary. It was because I was no longer just responsible for myself and my own family, but I was responsible for my staff and their well-being. Because if I failed, then I failed them too, because that meant they didn't have jobs anymore. And that to me was terrifying that I, um, I had to make sure I succeeded, not just for myself, but for my clients, for my staff, for everybody else. And people like, well, that doesn't make sense because you're the owner. So what do you care? Of course I care because without them, I can't do anything. When I was real little, my father said, you can't lead if you don't serve. I was like, what does that mean? How could you serve and lead at the same time? Somebody has to be the leader. Somebody has to be the servant. It didn't make any sense to me. But as I got older, I learned exactly what he meant. It's servant leadership. When you serve others, they want to serve you back. You, you, it's a, it's like a, a symbiotic relationship. You both have to want to help each other because if they don't succeed, I don't succeed. Right. And it's frustrating at times because as a business owner, especially a female business owner, you're like, oh my God, I own a business and yet I'm still broke (laughs) because you got to pay everybody else first. Yeah. And so this circles right into something that, that you submitted when we set this up. So one of the questions we ask is tying to community and how women can work together to empower all of us to reach new levels of success. And a tip you'd offer, you said, always remember to put others first. If you bless the community, it will bless you back. Yes. And, and my, when I first opened, we took all the money that my husband was left. He, his mother left him some money after she passed away. And we opened this business and I, um, I had called somebody from the small business, the score to come out and they sent the mentor out and very, very nice older man. And he says, well, everything looks good. 
He says, your marketing, you know, the office looks phenomenal. You're doing a great job. I said, but what about when I run out of money? He goes, oh, you won't run out of money. Okay, the first year I didn't. But December of that second year, you know, where it was a full year, I ran out of money. And I remember sitting on my bed, bawling my eyes out, trying to figure out how was I going to come up with $5,000? I even did the unthinkable. I reached out to my older brother and he says, I'm willing to help you, but because I'm back East, I'm going to have to wire the money to you. So I have to wire it from one account and wire it to you. It's going to take a few days. Well, I needed it like tomorrow. And I said, oh my God, how am I going to do this? I need $5,000 like immediately. And I, there was no money left, nowhere to, come, to get it from. No more robbing Peter to pay Paul. And all of a sudden, one of my, my receptionists calls me up and says, Tammy, are you at the office? And I said, yeah, I am. I'm here. She goes, I'm going to be right there. I said, okay. She walks in and she's got a check for $5,000 that her grandfather handed her and said, give this to Tammy and she can pay me back when she has the money, when tax season starts. I didn't know that old man from Adam. I knew nothing about him. And here, no one would give me a loan. I tried lenders. I've tried everything because I was a woman with no experience, with a new business. They said, oh, there's minority loans out there. No, there's not. That's not true. I looked. You have to have the backing of somebody with a lot of experience and a lot of money, or you're not the right kind of minority because you don't have money. So starting out is really hard for women. And we've all gone through it, I think. It just takes time, patience, and little miracles. Little miracles here and there. Yeah. And we move forward that way. And, but that, that miracle, the miracle check, right? The $5,000, it's not like it just occurred because it was magic. You likely had treated this man's granddaughter well as an employee, right? You took, she was happy. You took care of her. And, and those, those, those magical things happen when, when we're serving others and we're doing good things, it's, it will come back around in some way. You can't predict how you can't, it's, it's, not always going to work that way, but because you were a good person and you treated that woman well, this magical thing happened. And And it's amazing because it really does come around. It really does. You know, I mean, I, I've just had, I've, I've been so blessed by, you know, not just my staff, but by my, you know, my clients are just amazing. You know, I have clients of all ages, all income levels, all everything. And um, they're just kind people. I, I live in a community where, you know, we're, we're stricken by fires and by all kinds of crazy stuff that happens. And I've never seen a community come together the way Napa does. That doesn't mean everybody needs to move here. Please stay home where you're at because we have enough people here. You know, we have a housing shortage, but it is one of the best places I've ever lived. And that does not mean to say that I don't miss where I grew up, you know, but I couldn't live back East anymore. The winters and the humid summers I can't handle, but 
I live I in am. Boston. I'm in, I'm in Boston. So I, it, we so get winter know. and we get humid summer. <laughs> yep. Right. So, and I, I, every, that. every winter I think, why do I live here? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to ski. Winter. I like to ski and my family's <laughs> close by. So I stick right. to those, but, but winter's long. <laughs> so, <know>. yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I mean, community is so important. And when you find a community, whether it's a community where you live or a community through fellowship or a community right. through your career, through a, a, these, there's so many associated like IAW, but like there's so many professional organizations as well. Right. And when you have that community of people you can go to and authentically ask support, but then also ask when, when things are tough, when you need the help. Right. Um, the way people come out for each other is just incredible. There's really yeah. good people in the world. <laughs> oh yeah. And we, we laugh so much. I have had clients tell me, they go, I've never gotten my taxes done where I've laughed so much. And I said, look, if we don't laugh, we'll cry. I had a guy come in the first year and he said that, that they took his truck. I said, who took your truck? I'm thinking like he got robbed or something. You know, he needs to call the police. And he said, no. The franchise tax board came to my house and they took my truck. I said, well, do you owe taxes? He goes, I don't think so. I said, well, when's the last time you filed taxes? He says, uh, it was in 2014. Well, we're sitting in 19. I'm like, well, that's why they took your truck. I said, look, I said, I don't know if I can get your truck back, but let's see what we can do. Yep. So I said, you have your documents. He came in with all of these plastic, clear Rubbermaid bins. And he had every year in a different bin. I said, oh, God. I said, okay, what years do they want right now? So we started with those years. I packaged everything up. I said, look, I don't know what's going to happen, but the returns are done. They actually owe you money. I said, so take these in to the guy at the franchise tax board and see what happens. So he goes and I've got everything sorted. I, I, you know, this is for home office. This is materials. This is this. Everything was this, the jobs. Everything was sorted because I wanted it to be as clear as and easy as possible for this guy to look at. So the guy goes, what is this? He goes, well, all the tax returns are right here. He goes, well, why is it a big stat? He goes, oh, she sorted it by schedule C, by schedule A, by everything. He's like, you know what? Just give me the tax return. So he says, wait outside. I'll be right back. So he's had him waiting. He comes back out. He says, Okay, here you go. Go get your truck. I was shocked. He got the truck back. <laughs> That's amazing. That that is so amazing. It's I, like that when when your tax accountant performs miracles like that. I mean, it's it's fantastic, right? It must feel really good to support people because full confession, I have an accounting degree and I don't do my own taxes because I find them very overwhelming. And I I took tax courses in school and I did very well in them, but it is not. I, I did not want to build a profession off of that. Um, but to be able to step in and take that, I can't do that. That was just, it was just just right. But I think there's also even just the overwhelm factor of like, you take someone like me, I don't want to, I have no interest in doing my own taxes. So if I can find somebody who can just help me confidently know that I'm doing the right thing, right? Because you can go online, you can plug numbers, you can pull things together, but it must feel really good to be able to take that anxiety off people because it can be overwhelming. I just tell people, I said, if you look at your taxes as if it's a puzzle, if you get all the pieces and you put them in the right spots where they legally should go, you don't want to make the square peg fit in the round hole. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
them where they legally go, and then you're okay. You get the puzzle pieces done correctly, and you're going to come out with a beautiful picture. But yep. if you don't, then you're going to have a problem, you know? We're going to take a quick break to talk about the International Association of Women. We talk a lot about the challenges women face, and we know that the best way to overcome challenges is with a supportive community by your side. The International Association of Women is here to support you throughout your professional journey. No matter where you're at in your career or business, IAW has the resources, tools, programming, and events to help you make progress towards your goals. This includes frequent networking events where you can show up authentically and share your ask with the community, a resource library filled with ebooks and templates, and monthly workshops and webinars that are geared towards helping you maximize your potential. Visit www.iawomen.com to learn more about the IAW community and how IAW will help you fast track your success. All right, let's get back to the show. I'm a weird person, I guess, because I always have loved puzzles. So to me, it was, I guess, a good fit, you know? That's great. When you find, and that's the thing, when you find that thing that you can wake up every day and say, I love my job. I love what I do, right? I look at, I also love puzzles. I numbers have always come, like I've loved working with numbers, but I was never interested in taxes. And, and so I didn't go that way, but I can understand the, the joy in what you do. And, and when, when you work in the profession that you really enjoy, like your clients feel that your customers feel that sense of passion and you show up for them. And I think that's, that's fantastic as a business owner. Um, one of my other questions, so we talk a lot about challenges along the way, and you, you shared some about being a minority business owner and finding the funding, funding. One of the things you submitted to us um, was specifically about your fear of failing. Talk to me a yeah. little bit about your fear of failing. Well, knows everything, okay? And, you know, in life, we go through life, and anybody that says that I'm confident in everything, they got to be a megalomaniac. They got to be because the truth is that in life, there's always going to be something that you're like, oh, that's out of my comfort zone. And with owning a business, it was out of my comfort zone because, like I said, I didn't want to be responsible for everybody else. I'm, you know, those those tests you take where you're like the color code and stuff. I'm a red yellow. So while I might be aggressive, I also just want to have fun. You know, I want to have a good time with things that I do. I don't want to be in the humdrum phases of life. And to me, owning a business, when you when you see other, it's like humdrum. It's like you know all of these rules and these things you have to do, and everything has to work a certain way. Well, what if I don't know those rules? What if I don't know? I don't know what the rule is for how much money you spend on marketing. I don't know what the rule is for how much you know your. your payroll is supposed to be versus your revenue. I don't know any of these rules. I know nothing. I know that, you know, if you pay people fairly, they'll want to come to work. I know that if you market, people will know you're out there. If you don't market, then things will fall apart. And if you stop marketing when things seem like it's a bad time, you're definitely shooting yourself in the foot. Because when things are rough, that's when you market. Because you have to continue to build. You know, I know that you have to duplicate yourself because you can't do it all. I know like weird little things that I learned from selling Tupperware and selling real estate through the years, you know, 
little rules. But do I know like the legitimate rules that somebody goes to business management and they get a degree and a master's and I don't know any of that stuff. I'm just a mom and a grandma, you know, I I don't know all those rules. So it's scary. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to make the right, the wrong decisions. I want to make the right decisions. Right. But I don't know all of that. I'm kind of learning as I go. And that's terrifying because, okay, what's to me, I I live my life. What's the common sense thing that I should be doing? Because I don't know the rules. So Mm -hmm. I'm making up as I go. And that's the weird thing. I just know the rules of how I'm supposed to be doing my taxes. That's it. I just want to do taxes. <laughs> Those are good rules to know. But I think that that you're right, that we're never not we're not we're, we're never gonna know everything about everything. And you have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone and do the that's things you know how to do really well and learn, be willing and open to learn along the way. Right. And yeah. and be willing to learn. I mean, I read lots and lots and lots of books. Like mm-hmm. We talked, I talked about servant leadership, you know, I didn't know that was a management style. I had no idea. So when I found some books about it, I started reading them, you know, it's like, I mean, and all kinds of books. I even read girl, wash your face. (laughs) (laughs) It's like with any kind of book and some of it's like, oh, this is kind of stupid, but okay, this is all right. You know, you just, you keep going and you keep just, you got to put yourself out there. And there's times like I, I went to one of those networking meetings, you know, and they asked me about how I started. And I said, you know, I didn't want to do it. And I finally, and I used this bad word. I said, I submitted to my husband's authority and I listened and I opened the business and they said, (gasps) and the men's eyes went like this and the woman's jaws dropped. They go, you submitted. And I'm like, what? I'm like, not like 50 shades of gray submission, like, you know, like we submit one to another, you know, we're a team, you know, we, we work side by side, not, you know, nothing weird. I said, submission doesn't mean stupidity. It means that we submit to one another and we take each other's advice and we move forward that way. And they said, Oh, I never heard it put that way. And I'm like, okay, we got really different definitions of, of what that word means, apparently, you know, but oh, I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's this new society that we live in that it's like, oh my God, what am I dealing with here? You know, yeah. because yeah. I did, that's exactly, I had to, you know, to open this business. I had to say, step back and say, you know, he's right. I'm going to do what he says. And, and I'm glad because last April, a year ago, April, my husband fell out of an attic at work. Oh, wow. He hasn't worked in over a year. Mm-hmm. And so we sorry. didn't know anything about workman's comp. Yeah. His boss did not send him to the doctor. Nothing. We had no idea. So December, I finally found out who the insurance was through. And I got my husband in to see the doctor. I filed the claim for my husband, mm-hmm. not his boss. Mm-hmm. Found out that even though the law says the employer is supposed to send the employee to the doctor. When the employers don't do it, they don't enforce the law. Mm. So of course they don't do it. Yeah. So if I had not listened to my husband and opened this business, we probably would have been homeless mm. because wow. we were able to make it through that year where we tight. Yeah, right. we were tight because yeah. we didn't have income, but yep. we made 
And again, I believe it's because we put other people first. We make sure our bills are paid first. And then we don't even live on, I think I have like $1,600 in credit card bills. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. I don't live on credit. I don't, you know, we got a car pay. You know, it's like, if I did, if I had bills, I think I'd be in trouble. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love the, the, um, I think the submitting to your husband's idea, he, he clearly knows you well, right? He knew what you were capable of and, and pushed you to go do that thing that you were meant to do. And sometimes we need that. We need that person who knows us really well to say, I believe in you. This is what, this is what you need to go do. He told my mother I was unemployable and that's why he did it. He says, my daughter's been working since she was 14. What is that supposed to mean? And he says, anytime she goes to work somewhere, she learns, she grows, she develops to where she becomes an intimidating factor to the manager. I said, that's not nice. He said, I had to make her her own boss. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. I just, he is. He's a character. He's a good man. He's been raised before. So he- good. That's great. Well, Tammy, I've loved getting to know you and learning your story. I just, I adore everything you've shared with us. It it just feels like such an authentic, natural growth story of where you've ended up. And we're thrilled to see how much success you've had with your business. Um, So keep, keep it going. Lots of growth. Well done. Um, I'm going to wrap up now. What I do is I end, I end the podcast here. I come back on and record like a this is what I take away and like three tips for our, right. our listeners. Um, but thank you for being here today. This thank was fun. You. It's so and nice it to meet you. you. I know I haven't been as active as I could possibly be, but I haven't had time. I, I hear you. I, I'm, yeah, I'm the queen of like, I get the no time. I have three small kids and I like life okay. is just insane right now. Um, but we're here and ready when you're ready. Like, that's what I like to tell people is like, we, the, we're always here. So like, there's like lean on IAW whenever you need to. And if you have questions, reach out to member services because we love to support and we love to hear what you're, what you're doing. So thank you so much. And thank I'm really, you. I'm glad I joined when I did, cause it was a very beginning, you know, so it's, it's always been yep. there, you know? <laughs> yep. Well, good. Well, enjoy. I hope you enjoy your day off. Enjoy the long weekend. Thank you. you and, too. Uh, We'll talk to you again soon. Take care, Tammy. Bye. Thank you for listening to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at www.iawomen.com.